0: I've had a lot of people asking me in recent days, weeks, and months, wow, like, okay, Trump has been kind of quiet, like, what's going on there within the GOP, Uh, and I've been hearing that a lot from folks, questioning what's happening, and I I remarked back, said, no, 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 I don't know about quiet, I said, yeah, you're not hearing a lot of the big stuff, but don't forget, they pulled him off all the social media, they have tried to silence him, as as they've done other historical figures that have uh, gone against the grain, or the establishment, if you will, but, Remember, we had just had that election and you've got the midterms coming up in 2022 and then the general in 2024. And you're going to start to hear a lot more about the elections, a lot more. In fact, you know, it almost seems so much has happened just under the short time that the the Biden and his cabal have been in power there. It almost seems like we're ready for another election like yesterday, aren't we? (laughs) It feels that way to me, at least. You know, a lot of times we finish an election and we get ready for the next election. We think, by golly, that came too soon. Like, wow, we're already doing another election. But I got to tell you, in all fairness right now, people, I am ready for another election like yesterday. How's that? So no, it didn't come too quick this time. Hasn't come quick enough, potentially. No, you can draw what you want from that, but, but I believe that's an accurate statement for tens and hundreds of millions of Americans across our country would potentially ditto the same thing I just said, right? All right. So guys, we see this happening now with the elections. We're going to start hearing more and more about it. One of the things we don't want to get lost in is within the Republican Party, or the Grand Old Party, remember the GOP. And you've heard me before talk about the Grand Old Party and the Republican Party in ways sometimes that is not too flattering. But, you know, I've come through a whole learning exercise myself in our country with what's taken place. And although, you know, a couple of few years back, I would definitely have pushed back against the Grand old Party and the Republican Party as a constitutional conservative uh, and uh, as a uh, patriot who loves our country, wasn't happy with a lot of the rhinos and the insiders and more so establishment politics. You know, you probably feel the same way I do. Establishment politics is a cancer unto itself. Now, the problem within the GOP, the the grand old part of the Republican Party, is there's a good faction of that in there that is establishment politics. Now you can call that what you want. You can dress that up and put lipstick on that pig however you want. But we're talking the rhinos and those people that are well-established. They sort of like establishment politics. They're not really looking to change. In other words, they like the system the way it is. It's the same way a lot of these cats vote for big government, big bureaucracy, big spending, big debt, big bankruptcy, big everything. You know, it's the same thing. Just because they have an R or D on their name doesn't always signify that they have the same interests that we have. If you think about it, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I I think as we now rev up now for what's going to happen next with the election, you got to look at the GOP. We've been talking a lot about the the, uh, breakdown in the uh, Democrat Party with the Marxist left, the radical extremist Marxist left of the party and how they sort of have, you know, chewed up, swallowed uh, the Democrat Party as a whole. They have done that. And that's why you see a lot of the indoctrination of the Democrats and, and a lot of middle of the road Democrats don't know what the hell to do because they don't recognize the party anymore, you see. Well, on the right, within the Grand Old Party, the Republican Party, we're sort of kind of having very similar sort of problems. There's a, there's a, 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 a faction in that party that is fighting for the heart and the integrity of well, I'd say the conservative movement, but the Republican Party as a whole, because you remember each of these parties, they don't just have the conservative action, but they have moderates and independents and middle of the road thinkers who don't really think so much as conservatives do or libertarians or that sort of wing of the party. They have a different view. So the old saying back then, like you've got to have a big tent to attract a lot of people, there's a lot of truth to that. One of the problems with the Republican Party is they had troubles building that big tent years ago, whereas the Democrat Party had a lot more success in the way they did it. But I started seeing more and more the, the message I, I say to you up front here, people, is that, you know, you can sit here and r- rally and complain and gripe and bitch all day long about the Republican Party. And we've done that. Uh, I mean, I fully understand in full confession, I've done it. <laughs> it's not a stretch for me. But I'll tell you, the more you pull these things apart, the weaker they become. You see what I mean? And so you really, and I, I don't really, I don't want to tri- make the word trivial by using the word unite. I don't want to be trivial about this. But you really do have to sort of unite and, and not go one step further with it. You also have to ignite. You have to ignite ignite the flame within that party. But there's no other win in America without party politics. I, I And I'm sad to say that to you. But there we only have those two political factions and parties in this country. There's really no other way to win. If you tear each other apart till death, then you're going to lose. And I know a lot of people on principle say, well, I'm never voting with those Republicans again. And I mean, I get the argument and the complaint and the bitch. I mean, I totally get it but it's not gonna win you anything. You can sit on the sidelines and complain all day long and you can say, well, you know, I'm not gonna vote or I'm not gonna play in the elections. Well, people, you're not helping anybody out and you're not helping your cause out as well. Now I say this today because a lot of Americans, millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans fall under what I just said, the guise of what I just explained to you. They sit out elections, they don't give a rat's ass, they think because it's their way or the highway, they're not going to play. But really, the damage they're doing to the country is serious, very serious. Because what's happened is you're given out to the Marxist left when you do that. Do you, does this make sense? Does to me. So we've got to pull in back to this big tent Uh, thinking here. We've got to pull in, my golly, we got to pull in the moderates and the independents and see, let me explain to you, all these people love their country. They love America. And a lot, most all these people too, love the constitution. They love what our framers put together. Now they have different ways they get there. And they may have a different way of looking at America. They probably have a different way of looking at a lot of the, uh, some of the progressive policies uh, big government, though we have a different way of looking at that. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of things that connect us. You know, all too often we spend a lot of time on what divides us. But if we would spend some time on what connects us as a people, I, I think we would be far better off. Now, if you can take that and bring that into the Republican Party, I think we'll have something very special if we focus on what connects us, what unites us as a people versus what divides us. I want to talk about that today a little bit, GOP politics, but the other thing here is election integrity, what that means within the GOP politics, because what's happening now in the Republican Party is there's part of it who don't want to talk about election fraud. They just think about, well, we'll get more people out there to vote. Well, my friends, not to be a smart ass here, but you can sign up gazillions of more people to vote. And I get that. And I'm all about that. And I totally get it. I mean, the Democrat Party has, they've been the poster child for that. They'll get anybody to vote, whether they're breathing or not, whether they are illegal or not, you get the picture. They don't really care. They, they just want to vote however they get it. Not really an American way to do things, but that's the problem we're dealing with here. But within the right and within the Republicans, you can get a gazillion people to sign up and say, okay, we want to support your principles, but I have to tell you, if it, it, you know, if there's any truth to any degree to election integrity laws and election fraud, or if you believe not that, and I'm not just necessarily talking about was the election stolen or not, it's not really okay. You can have a different belief on that, but how many of these people that are dead or voting? How many people are getting two or three ballots or voting? You know, I, there's a lot of those things. Those are simpleton things. I mean, do you think those things are happening? Well, hell yeah, they're happening all over the place. And are people voting that shouldn't vote? Hell yes. So those simple things, if those could be fixed, but you don't have to think. You don't have to think always in the way of well you know, stealing elections. Did somebody steal it or not steal it? Did Trump lose or win fair and square? Uh, put all that aside a moment. I'm just talking about having a fair election, period. And every American should want that, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, or whatever. You should want that. So you see what I'm saying? So now that makes the setup here coming into the midterm elections in 2022 vitally, vitally important. What we're speaking about right now, really important. I wanna bring on Kathy Chamberlain with us here. And uh, uh, Kathy is, first of all, she is, as I always phrase a reference to you, a Patriots Patriot. You know the kind, a lot of you out there fall into that capacity as well as I do. Uh, We love our country, we love our constitution, love the gift that we've been been given here with America. Um, She is uh, the deplorables author. I mean, she she has, uh, and I, and I say that uh, because uh, she she has written that very very successful book on the deplorables. Uh, Kathy, welcome back. We haven't talked in a while to the voice of a nation here.
1: Yeah, we haven't talked in a while, and I'm so glad to be on here with you, Malcolm, today. And I'm really thrilled that you that you decided to put a spotlight on what I think is going to be one of the more explosive issues coming out in the coming months. So I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, so it it is. This is going to be, we're just on the edges of this thing. As things heat up, you're going to start to see a lot more about it. Now, the book that uh, Kathy has successfully written out there, and you can find this in the America Out Loud bookstore, and I want to tell you right up front, Rules for Deplorables, a Primer for Fight and Radical Socialism. And I want to put it out there because at some point, I'm going to do a program. I was telling Kathy recently about these rules, Saul Alinsky's rules. We're talking about the rules for radicals and how they relate to today's news cycle. So I think it's an important uh, topic as well to discuss. Um, Kathy, you've been working. You're, You're a political activist. You've been working on the front lines. And working with a lot of interesting people about election integrity, uh, you are and actually uh, uh, leading the way in a program that's called Defend Defend Florida. Is that right? De- that's def- correct. Yeah,
1: grassroots organization.
0: Yeah, and so you've been on the front lines of this. There's nobody really more so to even knows what's really going on than you. I want to start and talk about this fight. This that I preface to people up front within the GOP. And what's happening within the party because Kathy Trump changed a lot of things. What happened is he brought to light the establishment politics, he put it out there with his whole phrase about draining the swamp, and you know, he tipped the apple cart the other way. Now, a lot of people, the MAGA movement, make America great again, and patriots have all embraced uh, the Trump doctrine, if you will. And he had a lot of successful policies in his four years in office. There's a lot of talk right now that he's going to be announcing his candidacy very, very soon, that he's they say he's going to be announcing very early that he'll be running in 2024. Let's start right there. Have you heard anything about that, that he will be doing, that he's going to run? And What does your heart tell you? And do you think it happens soon?
1: That's a very interesting question. And so far, I'm not seeing anything definitive, but there is a lot of chatter, a lot more now than I was hearing even a week ago. So uh, it's certain, I wouldn't be surprised, let's put it that
0: way. Yeah, I'm hearing reports that it could be days away that he is, he and I have had several of them come into me and say he's going to be announcing very soon. Uh, And I guess he would probably do that before the 2022 midterms, although that really this would be really early for a general election. That doesn't happen for quite some time now. But a lot of it, if he does, it would be for strategic reasons for the midterm in 2022, probably to empower him as a player. Do you think, Kathy?
1: Yes, I do agree with you. And of course, you know, his endorsements are golden. Uh, He just gave one the other day to uh, I believe it might have even been today to this Christina Caramo that apparently the rhinos up in her state of uh, Michigan, I believe it is, are not happy about it at all. So he's ruffling some feathers in a direction that almost tells you he is making a a move uh, to announce shortly.
0: Right. Well, uh, Trump, uh, when you say ruffle feathers, I laughed inside because that's what Trump does best. Right. I mean, ruffle feathers. I mean, he's a canoe rocker, Kathy, you know. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh, I, and- I
1: don't think anyone would disagree with you with that. one. Yeah. And, and
0: uh, well, that's it. But that kind of gets to the point of what we're talking about with the GOP. Now, let's 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 dive right into that, because there are a lot of people in the Republican Party and a lot of the GOP who hate Donald Trump. They didn't want him to be involved in the first place, and they certainly don't want him now. Now, back to the MAGA movement, the Patriots within the Republican Party. How do we consolidate all that when, you know, and I know we can use the catchphrase and use the word rhinos, and I get that. But there are a lot of people in a lot of factions, whatever you want to call them, that despise Trump politics and more so the way he was a canoe rocket, not so much his policies, Kathy, or that they were or weren't conservative or not, because he was the most conservative president probably in our lifetime, but more so that he rocks the canoe too hard and he pisses off a lot of people. And a lot of people find that very unsettling and don't think he's the answer moving forward. How, how, how do you think the Republican Party is going to consolidate all that, uh, that that we put out here, that we put forth?
1: I don't think it's going to be possible without drawing a line in the sand. I think that's what, what we're coming up to right now, what we're witnessing, because people are starting to take sides more than I've ever seen them. And that's that'll be very interesting little battle to watch. I mean, we know we have the people on the side with the Lincoln Project, of course, that are the real vehement anti-Trumpers. Uh, and they didn't fare too well last time, even though they. Uh, well, they I'm did a lot about, of damage, though. They, they did, did a lot, lot of damage. I was just going to say that their they sound bites
0: that. and titles and what they did were so egregious to patriots yes. and to. But let me ask you. You you talk about the Lincoln project. You know, I I wonder, Kathy. Now, these this Lincoln project. These people here, and we, we, we've talked enough about who they are. We we know that, and you 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 out there, you know who they are. Um, but let me ask you, uh, how do you think these people honestly feel right now, knowing what just happened? With, first of all, what's happened with Biden policies and the Biden, the Biden doctrine, I'll call it, and then the Afghanistan debacle and all that happened here. How do you think these people with the Lincoln Project, when they sit in a room, what do these cats say to themselves? Say, like, Oh, man, we did a good job. We didn't get Trump in there. But we got this jackass, Joe Biden, and who's not doing anything for any purpose here. Uh, I mean, people don't even call him president. He's got zero respect anywhere. What do you think is the Lincoln Project? I mean, what's your guts? Are they happy with what they've done? Or do you think they have buyer's remorse?
1: Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall in that room?
0: (laughs) I would. I would. Yeah, I
1: agree. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think it's about that to them. I don't think they care one way or the other because they are purely globalists. So, that's what a lot of Americans don't quite get their heads wrapped around, that it's not really about left versus right when you're talking about a globalist dream. And people who are the elitists in in, in the positions that you're talking about now with the Lincoln Project, the ones who are pulling the strings, what's happening right now is right up their alley. So they're we, we forget that there's a, a union between left and right under the umbrella of globalism. So it's not a party line thing when you get to the point of an Afghanistan uh, debacle. To us, it looks as though it's the most horrible mistake ever that a president could have committed. But that belies the fact that it could be intentional. And that's what I think really shakes a lot of people up. Yeah. And they don't understand.
0: Well, your point of that, we've been talking about, you you hit it head on there, Kathy. I've been bringing that point up. There've been so many things, and, and this is a real rude uh, wake up call for everybody. If you're questioning anything about the Biden doctrine or the Biden administration, or as I call them, the Biden cabal, You know, the thing is, when you look at all the policies and all the decisions that this administration has made, you can come right across the entire spectrum, the playing field of policies and decisions he's been making, both in foreign policy and domestic policy. And almost every one of these, I swear to you, when you look at it, he's doing the reverse opposite of what is good for our country. And, and, and that's not just, a, that's not a partisan statement. That's right. It's, it's just a fact of context of looking at any of these policies. I mean, he's made us not energy independent. He's done so many things that have gone against the grain that have allowed inflation to come in, that has created a recklessness attitude that has our allies and our adversaries laughing at us. I mean, it's across the board. So Kathy, when you look at all that, I've been talking a lot about that in recent days with folks. I don't, I don't think anybody can really say, oh, this is all, you know, coincidental or accidental. I mean, you would have to, you'd have to be a total imbecile. You'd have to be, I mean, you'd have to have an IQ in the, in the toilet to be able to not look at these things and say, there's a bigger agenda here, or they're doing it for obvious reasons because they have a different agenda it's not a first america agenda it seems to be a last america agenda or america last um i mean that's what i find so when i talk about buyer's remorse with that group that's what i'm kind of talking about how who could possibly look at his policies right now and be excited the, that small like i don't know what you want to call it kathy maybe i say 20 percent because no matter what poll you take on any given day there's at least 20%, even if you get a great poll that says like 78 or 83%, there's always about 20% that are mentally inept, that are talking about things they say, did they really do that? Like, did they really say that? Or are they really thinking that way? Yeah, they're really thinking that way. What the hell are these people? Well, these are Marxist communists. So that, that's kind of, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of baked into the cake here, Kathy, some of that, right?
1: I agree. That's why I say it's 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 kind of in the same vein as I was explaining the Marxist uh, ideology. So when you, it, we almost have to divide the GOP elitists from the globalists that run the GOP, in a sense, hmm. because one is looking at it from a position of controlling the world. And so to them, for example, the Afghanistan uh, situation fits right into their forward thinking. Now, the local GOP elitists, that's a different kind of a different ballgame. They're protecting their longstanding, as you said in your monologue, the establishment of the Republican Party. And that's their baby. That their rules and regulations have been entrenched for many, many years. And in a sense, it's what's gotten us to the point we're at right now. They're just not understanding that. So I think this is where the conflict is gonna start coming in play.
0: Yeah, and there is a conflict there. How to resolve that conflict. Now, you know, uh, um, the pain factor um, there's a lot of damage that can be done within the party, and I think one of the things I want to talk to you about is we dive more into the uh, one of the divides, one of the big divides here. Kathy is election fraud, and I actually mentioned that up front. Actually, now that now that I think about it, in the monologue, as I recall, that you know you have one part of the party that's saying, "Oh, just get everybody out to vote, everybody out to vote, everybody out to vote," but like you say. It, if we don't have any election integrity over here, if there's none, I mean, what is the rules of engagement then? That they just have to get one more vote again, or they pull out a race? Like if you look at what happened in Georgia, again, it's a perfect example, Uh, and uh, in Georgia on January 5th, if you look at all of that, right, uh, that's a perfect case, correct? Right,
1: yeah, the runoff, absolutely. And, and I, I, I took some heat because I was posted on my Facebook before that runoff. What's the point? If you cannot fix what happened on 3 November, how do you change the outcome? It just didn't make any logical sense to me. And as a matter of fact, Malcolm, we've talked about this before, but I was an independent before Trump ran. So I was one of those moderates that you're talking about Hmm. that the party and both sides, the Democrats and the Republicans have your moderates, your conservatives and your liberals Hmm. within that party. And I would not have been a Republican had it not been for Trump. And there's an awful lot of people in the Republican Party today that will say the same thing. So when the 3rd of November happened and there was no reaction. There was no, let's say, uh, aggressive uh, signs from the Republican Party to call the fraud out, which uh, to me was so apparent and it's become more apparent by the day. If anybody's really paying attention, it's hard to deny that there was fraud. But I was ready to to jump ship. I was so furious with the Republicans. And the only reason I stayed is because some very high level Republican friends of mine told me I could make a much bigger difference if I stayed and worked within the party. And, you know, that's when a light bulb went off and said, yes, that's that is right. They were absolutely right. And that's what I've done.
0: Yeah. You know, we both learned that lesson then uh, because I learned it as well over the last couple of years that you're not. In fact, I said that up front, Kathy, you're not going to win anything here if you self go it alone and you don't have the power of the political uh, that the party politics. Uh, You're not you don't win anything in America without that. So I think when you look at the Marxist Democrat policies and the Platform itself, and you know, I think back, Kathy, the, to the convention, the Democrat convention, where they dishonored God, they pulled God out of their menu, you know, out of their agenda, right? No, I right. mean, you know, I mean, you can't get any more ridiculous and egregious than that. And their policies, how crazy they are. And you, you look at all of that, and then you look at the Republican Party, while none of it's perfect it is the best medicine probably moving forward. And if you're gonna win anything in this country as moderates, independents and others, as you say, you're gonna have to embrace one or the other. I mean, just to say, I'm not gonna vote for either, which some people actually do, and they don't make a lot of sense because it it cancels your vote out and it it makes it harder to get anything or to win anything, you know? Oh, sure. Uh, with that, so so with all that said, and, and the election and the vote, and we're talking about here, this this, um, this, this uh, uh, divide in the GOP, Kathy. Um, so let's discuss what that's all about. Another back to the election integrity. We have this divide. Some think the election was completely stolen. Others think uh, just some minor things happened. I mean, do we want to spend our time trying to convince everybody that, you know, because a lot of people do and they want to convince everybody that uh, the election was stolen or that Trump lost. I mean, is that the place we should put the energy or should we put the energy in the way that, um, you know, that, okay, election fraud happens. So it's a very sensitive subject, I'm saying. Some people think when you go there, they, they cancel you out immediately. But you can't, well, Trump was the rightful winner and he should have never lost. And so how do you reconcile that with trying to get other people you know when you're out there talking about election integrity you know how something sometimes you say will piss people off immediately right you know say oh my god you know and others That's funny yes right
1: you're right you're right i was just on a zoom call this morning with election integrity leaders right. and we were talking about somebody brought up well maybe we shouldn't even say the word fraud anymore maybe we should just call them anomalies See and, and yeah, and so you're, you're right on with that. And, you know, that worries me to even hear Republicans talk like that, because one thing the left does very well, they uh, they control the narrative and they do it with language that uh, really makes sense to people. Well, you know, anomalies is not a bad way to go. If you look at it that way, I'd like to call things out as they are. Uh, and uh, to me, if we don't call it fraud, it's going to be swept under the rug as just an anomaly.
0: Yeah, that, that is the divide, what, what Kathy says there and what we're talking about. That is the divide that we're going to have to resolve uh, in this country and certainly coming into this next election here. Now, Kathy's got a, an excellent uh, column, an article up on America Rock Loud about this. rhinos and America firsters wage war over GOP control. Okay. rhinos and America firsters wage war over GOP control. So that war itself that's being waged is the question. How do we reconcile that potential war? Because again, it's if it's a fisticuff and you've got the two factions going at it, we sort of had that problem many years ago with the Tea Party. You remember that, friends out there, the the movement of the Tea Party? And there was, again, there was, in fact, there were a lot of people who felt that that was causing a cancer and a divide in the country and taken away from the Republican agenda. I, for one, thought they were doing some great work and felt that our government was getting too big and that the spending and debt was out of control. (laughs) Go figure, that was back then. Right now, we're on life support, if that's the case. If you thought that back then when the Tea Party happened, right now, the way we're taking on debt and the way they're spending like drunken sailors, we're on life support, taking a last gasp of air here before we croak. Uh, And that's kind of the seriousness of the moment and the situation we find ourselves in, actually. So you got a couple of things happening now coming into the midterm and the election that I think are going to be very pivotal. How do we unite, again, back to that word, not trying to be trivial with it, but how are we going to unite the moderates, the independents, the people out there who love their country, who know they don't want a Marxist, communist, Democrat agenda? And a lot of people who are still in denial, by the way, that think the traditional Democrat party is still around, it's not, it's not. I mean, just look at the power those people have within the party. In fact, that's one of the reasons Pelosi hasn't been able to uh, move her agenda so rapidly forward is because there's a lot of infighting going uh, on right now in the uh, Democrat Party uh, with the Marxist left and the more sensible moderate independents. They're at odds with each other in a very big way. And thankfully, you know, uh, you've been hearing the names of Cinema and Mansion and all of that. And thankfully, there are still some politicians in there who are trying to attract more of those moderate independents, come from more sort of purple, reddish states, and they're not willing to compromise. Because right now, the Biden agenda is, I mean, it's a full out communist agenda that it's about as aggressive as we've seen in our lifetimes. Because he's got nothing to lose at this point, people. He's got nothing to lose this guy doesn't care. It's not like he has some big future political career. That's why they're using him. Think about it with Biden. That's why they're using him as, as a buffoon. And it, that's why you know he doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes in his speeches and his other things. He's using cute cars and they're getting him to say things. And of course, Biden doesn't really, he, do, he doesn't have a future political career. He's just being used right now as a figurehead. Everybody knows it. The left, the right, the center, the communists know it, for God's sakes. They all know it. And that's what he's being used as. And so I, I, I think right now, that's why the, the agenda is so radical. People are saying to me all the time, why? Well, when you have nothing to live for, people, you have nothing to strive for, and you don't have a future political career, well, you might as well jump off the cliff and see if you can take everybody with you. And now you're seeing their full Marxist roots and who they are and what they stand for. pretty sick, isn't it? But it's pretty accurate as well. And that's why you have such a radical agenda right now, where people say, Well, I don't understand it. Well, that's Biden's being used as a figurehead. And they got nothing to lose. And if Susan Rice's and the Barack Obama's and all of these cats and the Brennan's and all these cats are behind there pulling the strings. Well, what do you think you got at that point, people? That's what you got. And you have a radical agenda on full display. And now we're going down some roads that uh, we never thought we'd have to battle again. Uh, Economically, control of our country, foreign relationships, the way we're perceived not only domestically here, but around the world. Everything is being challenged right now. It sets up an interesting thing. If you look historically at previous elections, by the way, coming to the midterm, and the Democrats are aware of this, by the way, anytime they've gotten that radical with an agenda, the midterm has corrected them. It's corrected their, uh, It's, it's uh, America typically has rewarded them by slapping them upside the head and they'll lose a ton of seats. Now they're aware of that historically, that's happened through the Clinton years or the Bush years. Uh, they, that, that has happened in the midterms and they're very aware of what's happening right now and the way they play this game. So there's a lot of interesting things happening where they're trying to, uh, downplay their radical policies. There's a lot going on on this platform. I have to tell you In, in all regards of things that are so important to you. In uh, many of the policies and things we're talking about here, we have some of the best writers and show hosts and uh, experts back on that network. Uh, it is the place to go to and become a go-to source. Uh, it's it's right there. Check it out, AmericaOutloud.com, and get the latest there. Now uh, we have a bookstore in there too. You hear me talk about a lot. There's a right sidebar on the website. If you go down part way, you'll see a link to the bookstore. And it's cool because there's a lot of great books in there and we have a lot of great experts kathy's uh book i told you about is definitely one you want to check out uh rules for deplorables a primer for fight and radical socialism uh that book is right in there uh what i did if you just go to the bookstore and you type in the search the word deplorables it comes right up and uh that's the way to get that and also the book we'll have on the front page there as well for you Uh, as you hear this on America Out Loud talk radio. Uh, But uh, anyways, catch us all there. We'll be back with you in just a moment. My fellow Americans, you're listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. You know healthy cell
2: is a terrific lineup of products they have products that are pill free gel pack vitamins uh, looking for better sleep focus and energy check out healthy cell the leading innovator in nutritional supplements for cell health are you tired of being tired healthy cell has a product that helps rem sleep helps you fall asleep stay asleep sleep deeply and wake up refreshed with healthy cells REM sleep supplement—the only sleep supplement that's designed to support all stages of sleep—and boy, is it needed now during all the stress of the COVID-19 pandemic. So go to healthycell.com and use the code "outloud" all capital letters "outloud" for a twenty percent off your first order of any product from Healthy Cell. I use them every day. I believe in them, and you should too. Let's get
3: real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep, with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormones. Support delivered in a patent pending pill free ultra absorption micro gel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM sleep. Go to healthycell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's healthycell.com H E A L T H Y C E L L and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
0: AmericaOutloud.com. Simply put, we're patriots who believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of a shining city on a hill. From sea to shining sea, you can listen in on iHeartRadio. Our free apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa, or our world-class media player. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty, and justice for all. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. It is yours truly here, Malcolm Out Out. And uh, we're talking with Kathy Chamberlain today and talking about control of the GOP and what happens. Let's dive a little bit into the election fraud, Kathy uh specifically you first of all kathy's got a great article up you want to go read uh rhinos and america firsters wage war over the gop control the question is who's going to win that one in the piece here kathy you say here registering new voters while the supervisor of elections uh, are gunning for an increase in mail-in ballots with the rolls as dirty as we've proven them to be is a recipe for disaster. The Democrats cheat and the scams will outnumber the Republicans in integrity-driven registrations every time. Kathy, the reason I start there, here now is because that is the crux of the problem out there. How do we explain to people in just real English terms what that means and how this rift, how do we fix the rift in the GOP, but why is that such a big problem, what we say there?
1: It's a huge problem, Malcolm. And it's so alarming for me to see. I had a conversation recently with a liaison for uh, for exactly that election integrity for the RNC, the head person for the for the state. And I was after about 15 minutes speaking with this person. I just asked her point blank. Wait a second. Uh, do you believe there was fraud or not? And The skirting that she did around that very simple question told me everything I needed to know. So
0: she was a Republican insider, Kathy.
1: Oh, definitely. Yes, absolutely. She was. Yes. and She wasn't
0: buying it. She wasn't buying the fraud.
1: Right. And what was really shocking is that she was even up in Georgia uh, before the runoff registering new voters. That's her whole mission. Her whole mission is to register new voters. And when she told me that she basically wasn't convinced there was fraud after being up in Georgia and seeing everything that had gone on there, I basically said to her, well, I can tell you right now, the Patriots are gonna have a major problem with your mission <laughs> because if, if you feel that just adding new voters to the role is all that this is gonna take mm-hmm. in order for us to win going forward, uh, there's a whole lot of patriots I know that, that don't agree with that. So this is where the divide is. And uh, she just, that's all she does. She, but you know what I realized actually, Malcolm, and this is when I uh, the light bulb went off. People in her position have no choice. They're on a, a mission. They are being told, this is what you have to do. You have to sign up new voters. That's all we want you focused on. And so to deviate from that mission in any way, even to start getting into election integrity, is taking her off mission, and these people are just so focused on their responsibility. And I, I, I do, I did have a lot of respect for for the mission that she was on. At the same time, it made me realize that the real difference between uh, elitists, let's say, versus the America Firsters, is that one group uh, doesn't see an urgency. <laughs> where the other group believes we're losing our country.
0: Yeah. Kathy, I've seen some reports. I don't know if you know anything about this or seen them. Uh, seen some reports um, just recent days here that were from John Solomon, who was talking about the uh, election uh, fraud that a lot of this was definitely going to be exposed now. Now, Solomon doesn't normally talk out his, uh, you know, his, his, the, the wrong side of his mouth. He's very careful to cross his T's and dot his eyes. But he was talking about this back to the election integrity thing, that uh, we would be seeing a lot more about this just ahead, even regarding the Supreme Court and all of this. You hear much about that these days?
1: Yes, I, I'm also hearing a lot more about that. And I agree with you, John Solomon is one of those who, if he says something, you can almost go to the bank with it. But, uh, you know, we've heard so much, you know, you've been on the same yeah. the same kind of merry-go-rounds that, yeah. that I've been on and all of our listeners have been on for the past eight, nine, 10 months. So who knows what's really going to happen here going forward, but I am seeing so much more evidence starting to come out. And Liz Harris, apparently now she's the, the head canvasser there in Maricopa County in Arizona. And she was on war room this morning and she was, she has some explosive report that is just coming out today. So it'll be interesting to see all that play out. And I think, just the evidence is just mounting. People can try to brush it under the rug as much as they want, but it's hard, it's getting very difficult to ignore. And especially when you see the DOJ, for example, hitting back hard and trying to, to, to quelch, squelch some of the information coming out of Maricopa County, you just gotta scratch your head and say, what for? There's a lot more behind this than what we're being told.
0: Yeah. We had even hoped before now we'd be further down the road with some of this actually, uh, with the whole idea of election integrity, what have we uh, right up till now with the 2022 coming quick now, what have we accomplished since the defunct election of, of, uh, 2020 now? Um, and of course the COVID business and all of that, that impacted the election and they got away with the mail-in ballots and changed all the rules at the last minute. Um, have we fixed anything since then to now?
1: Yes, we have. It, but tell us. Yes, uh, I, I can tell you just from what local groups in Florida have accomplished. It's just incredible. And we are about to uh, let everything out wide open. And I think when people hear what's been going on on the ground all this time, Uh, Patriots are not sitting back. I can tell you that, Malcolm. And just here in my local community and all over Florida, there are groups just like mine, I know, because it's under the group that you mentioned earlier, Defend Florida, where I am an ambassador for the state. So I see what's going on throughout the state. And we have in every county, now we're up to 20 counties, where we have groups of canvassers that every single Saturday, We're on the ground going, and this is not door-to-door stuff, folks. This is, these are targeted uh, addresses, voters, who suppose very suspicious voters that are being picked up by computer algorithms Mm -hmm. and directing our canvassers to specific addresses that, let's say they are supposed to have 10 voters in a home that voted in 2020. Well, that looks a little suspicious, doesn't it? When it's a one bedroom house that you're going to see, (laughs) but yet we time after time, Malcolm, you would be shocked. Mm -hmm. The listeners would be absolutely. And these are in areas that supposedly Florida is the gold standard for 2020 elections, right? Well, that's not what, yeah, that's not what we're finding. So, so, canvassing is proving an a great deal of fraud was committed our canvassers come back they're so excited they can't wait till the next saturday because they're finding where these suspicious voters are supposed to be there's a gas station or an empty lot this is not uh, just a a Mm one-off We're finding tremendous numbers and, and, and this is for me, I mean, our county is run by a Republican SOE who is, uh, excuse me, that's a, a supervisor of election and, and, you know, I'm not pointing or putting blame totally on her yet, but I have to tell you, it's a huge disappointment when we as voters are being told that everything's under control for years now and that our voter rolls are cleaned out every odd numbered year it's a requirement by law in fact and we're going around finding the numbers we're finding it's mind-blowing so this is going on all across the country and just because the mainstream media isn't telling people about it, I think it's going to be quite a shock to the public when the full picture emerges.
0: Mm, interesting. I was wondering that uh, because, uh, again, the media doesn't talk about this at all anymore. Although the Biden group are very anxious to move on from the narrative of the media with Afghanistan, I'm not sure election integrity is the other one they'll embrace, Kathy, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, that's yes. a
1: good point. But at least our own... GOP shouldn't be moving on. Well, let's
0: discuss that. Yeah, so that's the crux of this whole thing right now. So let's talk about that divide because you say in your article here, you say whether the RNC joins forces with uh, really patriots, America firsters, or sticks with the rhinos who got us in the mess in the first place it's a decision that will have to be made. And, and you're saying there's only one group capable of beating the left at their own game. For the sake of America's very survival, we'd all better hope and pray that side wins, will be the one with the courage to confront our demons once and for all. And you're talking really, yes, you address it so well here. It's a war against communism is what we're talking about here. And it really, in its, its simplest state, that is what's happening. When you look at things of the energy policies and the, the um inflation policies, the debt policies, the Green New Deal policies, the things that are put in and the, the debt that's carrying on all this free stuff. It really is a war against communism that's happening in our country. So so who's going to win this? Well, let's talk about right there. So the Patriots, America Firsters, or the, the Grand Old Party, who wins this?
1: Well, I'm going to go back to your original analogies, actually, Malcolm, because I loved that. Let's look at just four years ago,
0: okay.
1: when the DSA, that's the Democrat Socialists of America, we're talking about the, the squad, the AOCs and, and that group, when they started taking over the Democrat Party. This is really what we're seeing today with America Firsters. Sure. And, and, they're, and both the America First group and the DSA, the Democrat Socialists, are really it's coming down to, I mean, who won in the Democrat Party? The DSA did, not the elitists. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of interesting? Yes. So on our side, I really believe the America Firsters are going because the because the 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 end goal is too great to lose. Mm-hmm. Where for the DSA by any means necessary, they're trying to turn us into a communist country, that's their end goal, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And who better on the Republican side to match their wit than the America First group that is all about winning the war against communism.
0: All right. Now, the, the, the MAGA movement to the patriots, the MAGA movement, Make America Great Again, the Trump doctrine within all of that, the media has pushed back so hard they hate it, uh, the, the, the faction of the Democrat Party. But more than all of that, Kathy, the establishment, and we know what establishment politics is. We've defined that pretty well on the program here today. And I think most folks know what we're speaking about um, when we say that. All of that seems to be the headwinds against Trump, but yet against the MAGA movement, let's say that even better. But the MAGA movement, the Patriots, is where the power has been in the previous elections. If you carve that out and take that out of the Republican party, you've basically got nothing left. You got you got a bunch of old white men who couldn't do crap. They, they couldn't get out of their own way, Kathy. They That's right. Do, they couldn't do shit really. I mean, come on, let's call it what it is. And, and so the power is with the movement, which is the MAGA, which is the Patriots, which is the people who love the Constitution. Those are the people that Trump got so excited. But this other faction is dead set against it, including the media, including the Marxist group, including all of it. That's a hell of a battle coming into the midterm, which is going to, again, tell us a lot because you've got the House and the Senate at stake here as well, priming up for the general election. It's a it's a, it's an amazing tipping point in our country, Kathy. Can the GOP reconcile all this? Can the Republican, uh, you know, that that whole group faction come together? Can they reconcile all this in time? Do you think?
1: Well, the conversation that I told you about that I had with the liaison, the RNC liaison uh, gal, and without naming any names, I you know. <laughs> I basically came to a truce with her right there at the end of our discussion. And I said, how about this? Because I don't want to see war. I don't want to see a division. This is not going to make us stronger. Uh, We need to come to uh, 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 not a parting of the ways. I'd I'd rather see us unite, but how can we both get what we want? So I basically said to her, how about, you know, I'll have all the patriots who I know, because I I'm I have uh, a unification with a lot of patriot groups throughout the state. Mm-hmm. How about I bring them on a platter to you, where we help you uh, register new voters, which benefits us all, and then you open up the channels when I when when my group of canvassers and the Defend Florida group, find all the fraud, how about we bring it to you and you can open up the contact channels so that we can share what we've found and let the chips fall where they may. And I think that's kind of an approach that could work if the establishment is willing to right. look at it that way. See, they're so afraid. Here's the problem, Malcolm. Okay. They really believe, because I've seen enough of them give speeches around the state, they truly believe that if they even talk about fraud, it's going to scare voters away from the polls.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't but know that that's true, is it?
1: I don't think so, no. I, I, I'm I'm dead set against that idea. I don't believe so at all. We, we're not that stupid. We... I, Look, in Georgia, I believe it probably did keep them away from the polls because the rhinos who were too afraid to confront the issue of cheating uh, allowed it to happen again. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing they're allowing it to happen a third time for 2022. So they're not understanding that. And if they don't understand it, I don't see a, uh, a unification. Yeah of the
0: GOP. Well, that was the big argument after the uh, the 2020 uh, debacle, the election, uh, how do we ever have a fair election again? Everybody heard that. Everybody heard that. I mean, you, you know you heard that many, many, many times. Well, how, will we ever have a fair election again? Or if we lose the next one, we'll never have an, that really. See, that becomes the quandary all along here. I think Kathy lays it out really, really well. Her article, Rhinos and America Firsters, wage war over GOP control can be read in its entirety, right at Uh Check it out, read it. She gets into a lot of good details. Uh, very, very good, uh, excellent writer. Uh, her book, Rules for Deplorables, a primer for a fight in radical socialism. Pick up a copy. Uh, it's written in the America Out Loud bookstore. Just go to Amazon and Kathy Chamberlain. You'll see that. Uh, and, uh, and check it out, friends. Listen, there is a war ahead. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and they're going to be... Uh, Things are going to get heated up pretty well here with the election and the midterms coming in. The stakes could not be higher. I mean, we're talking incredible stakes because if you think you have a radical program now, if the country embraced that for whatever reason and went down that road, you really are looking at a new communist uh, country. You're looking at a totally different America. Uh, That's the message we need to get out to our fellow patriots and our fellow uh, Americans, both Democrats, Republicans, independents alike. Doesn't really matter what their political party or stripe is, but they to understand our constitution's at stake, our country is at stake, and our future is at stake. So the, the choices are right there in front of us, people. I mean, call it whatever you want. You know, I mean, you know, it's what level of cancer are you looking for? I guess it's, it's nothing to play around with here. Um, serious business just ahead here. Uh, we'll continue to fight for America. As I say all the time, liberty and justice for all. Uh, that's what it's all about here. We'll see you back there on the platform, my friends, at americaoutloud.com. And in the meantime, remember, it's time to get involved and get loud.